welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 221 for the week of August 16th, 2021. The Optional Podcast is a show all about video games and how they connect to the world around us, recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and I'm here with my one and only co-host, Cam Brewster. Yes, we're back for another one. Oh man, this is going to be a good one. I'm hyped. Legendary one. I'm hyped. Overdue. I'm super hyped. The streets The streets have been the streets waiting for this. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you heard without that. Without further ado, our illustrious guest this week is the one and only Michael Hyam of GameSpot uh, and just the internet at large. Yeah, Michael, hey. how you doing, bro? Hey, I'm, do- I'm doing all right. I'm feeling a lot better because I'm joined with y'all. Man, this has been a long time coming. I know I, I told I told uh, uh, told y'all about how I stumbled across the uh, optional the first the first run of it yeah and uh, yeah I was listening to y'all I was playing Fantasy Star Online too when that dropped and I was like oh man I'm a, I'm gonna peep this podcast oh because I found out about uh, I got onto Paul's work because we both reviewed If Found there's a dope game right, yeah oh man yeah and then. Um, and then I was like, oh, I should peep this fool's work a little bit more. And I found that's how I found optional. And I just started listening because y'all had folks on that, you know, mutuals uh, like Natalie's been on, Kaz been on, uh, Jeffrey Rousseau's been on, like a lot of folks that uh, I interact with on Twitter that I, I really mess with. And I was like, damn, I really like the vibe. Uh, and then, and then you hit me up before, before uh, y'all actually shut it down. And it's like, damn, hope we can make it happen sometime in the future. And the future is now. The future's yeah. now, baby. Let's go. We actually, a uh, little inside baseball. We got to actually meet in person this summer, which yeah. was really dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had some fans yeah. come through, dap me up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that was, that's it. I mean, that's, that's, no lies, no lies there. Oh, yeah, no, for no, real, no, for real. No, 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 but seriously, I, I feel like I have, I've always watched and read your stuff, of course, like uh, throughout the years. Um, because yeah, I was a big fan of the videos y'all were making over at GameSpot for sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I must be nice to have a budget, you know, what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. and some support. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it was it was I, so yeah, man. Right back at you. I've been a huge fan for for a minute before we even got to connect and, and link up like this. So yeah, man. Um, it's it's truly truly like a a, a great a, a uh. An honor and a privilege to have ah, you on the show, man, because nah, 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 you, nah. you have a lot of the good energy and, and the good vibes that I like to, uh, you know, surround myself when it comes to that games media, Aww. you know, space. I try. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But uh, yeah, how, how you been since we last seen you? Damn. Uh, you know, things have been tough uh, a little bit. Like health, health stuff's been getting in the way uh, of a lot of, a lot of things that I want to do that, uh, that I, I planned on doing, but you know, uh, I think that when you face things like that, you kind of like reevaluate what's valuable to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, damn, we're getting deep already, bro. We're yeah, not even five, we're not even five minutes in. <laughs> uh, no, not to be like too heavy or too serious. But I was just like, you know, yo, like um, my life has to change a little bit. So let me kind of like reevaluate the things, my habits, the the things that I do, the things I worry about. And I think that uh, a lot more as I as I learn more a lot more about my condition, the things I can do. I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm in good hands. Um, I'm good for now. Uh, but also, um, yeah, being in New York was was like probably like the was a was a definite highlight because that was like right after I found out news about like what I how I need to change my life, all this other stuff. 
Uh, and that was just like a really fulfilling like week because I was out there with my girl and then uh, we had that party in uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park and then uh, a yeah. bunch of bunch of folks came through and I was like, dog, this is wild that like, I don't know, I, I listened to like Paul and Cam and then now they're out here for my birthday party out here in New York and then now it's going to be a storm and we're getting rained upon, but it's, it's all it's all good because the homies <laughs> started coming yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Um, and we're like, this, this storm will pass. We'll, we'll, we'll be right. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We got umbrellas. Famous last words. Yeah. Be right. <laughs> yeah. The, the rainiest summer ever. Oh, my seriously. God. Damn. Um, y'all, y'all was all fresh too. I was like, damn, y'all's, out, y'all's outfits got fucked up. <laughs> I know. I, I, I brought out the fake Rolex and everything. Oh, the bucket hat too. I was looking icy. Damn. Gotta go back to Canal Street now, yeah, man. Gotta get, go back to Delancey, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. But, um, yeah. No, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it, yeah, it was great to see you. Cause like, uh, I, I, up until then I had only seen you on the, on the, on the computer on my yes. phone. So I didn't, I was, I wasn't even sure you were real. I thought you might've been an AI <laughs> same, or something. Same to you. <laughs> but no, seriously, it, it, it's, it's great to see, it was great to see you. Um, you know, obviously, uh, wishing, wishing you nothing but the best, of Thank course, you. moving yep. forward. But, uh, yeah, it is nice. It is nice to sort of like reevaluate every once in a while, take a step back and be like, huh. All that shit I was stressing out about, maybe it's not yeah. so important. Right, like right. this, like this car passing right now, and with the music blasting. Like, what can I do about? It? You New know York I mean? don't know how to be quiet, so you just accept what? that. <laughs> we just gotta, we just gotta roll with it. It's seasoning. Um, Come on, yeah, yo. it's seasoning. It's a little <laughs> extra texture for every week on the podcast. Um, so yeah, but uh, why don't we uh, move right into the show? All right, so uh, yeah, this week kind of a kind of a decent week to like kind of take a you know. There's no real theme this week. Just I was just like, yo, pick two things. One has to be a non-game, um, and let's just talk about it. And uh, Michael, since you're our guest this week, uh, tell us about uh, you have written here Final Fucking Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I what, mean, what's this game about? Damn, uh, the last well, so, one okay. in the series. So there's 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 15 of them. Oh, okay. uh, there's a 16th one in development, and uh, oh, okay. yeah, they, they uh, really got you fucked up on the on the word final. But <laughs> I, it, you know, I've been I've been trying out a lot of stuff because I've been I've been browsing Game Pass a lot more. I've been trying uh, trying some new things, but trying new things. I'm I'm replaying Final Fantasy VIII, which I haven't played <laughs> since I was damn. I I think I was like 10 years old when I was playing Final Fantasy VIII. Same. Yeah, and then so here's a, here's what I'm trying to do is that. I, everyone knows I'm a Final Fantasy XIV stan. I, I love that game. It is my favorite game of all time. Well, my 1A and 1B. Final Fantasy XIV means the world to me. And the series does too. But what I also realized is that I played a majority of those games when I didn't know shit. I was either... I, I was Yeah, so like I hadn't played it since I was 10. Final Fantasy VIII, that is. And I thought I remembered it. Uh, and there's... Nope. But but also like these games are so dense with dialogue and themes and storytelling and all this other stuff and character moments and characterizations that when I'm playing these games as a 10 year old or even a teenager or a like when I'm in my early 20s, there are things I just don't pick up on because, you know, I haven't experienced life. Uh, now I'm washed up in my, in my 30s, my early 30s, that is there's you see these games uh, that that invest so much time into storytelling, you just see them with a new lens. You see them in much greater detail. It's like, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. 
how how <laughs> I was gonna say some shit that was like mad Susio. <laughs> I don't know uh, how. Go for it. This is the show. I was to do like it. playing replaying Final Fantasy in your older years is like without a. Wow. <laughs> yo, it's like so, wow. yo, it's like so, dog. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm gonna have to game. put some flex bombs on this one. Oh yeah. no, damn! Explicit. Wow. Okay. Oh, damn. Now, oh, yo, man. this podcast is officially on Fanboy Networks. <laughs> wow. Huh? I mean, you weren't kidding when you wrote down Final Fucking Fantasy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yo, it's like you can see. Or how about this? It's right, like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, elaborate on that because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. No, no. We, I, the censors are gonna get us. We're gonna, we're gonna lose all of our sponsors this week. So we get it. You'll get, you'll it. get new sponsors. Trust me. <laughs> Hey, Fleshlight, if you're listening. Yeah, listen. Uh, for hymns, uh, I, I don't know what their deal is, but I hear a lot about them. Or I, for for the for the for the for the children out there, it's like it's like seeing with a new pair of glasses, like a fresh okay. pair. Mm, How about that? Go, How right? about that? Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, there. Yeah, because there's yeah. Uh, there are like a lot of themes that I didn't pick up on, especially with Final Fantasy VIII. And also, I realized that Squall is a mad dickhead. Uh, Duffel's <laughs> whack as fuck, and I can't remember if he gets better or if he has like a growth, uh, like a if he has a path of growth throughout that game. Because I simply just don't remember. Uh, whether yeah, you know what's interesting? I I also like not too long ago started replaying it, and I had the same exact arc as you did I, when I first first played it. I, I mentioned it last week that I I played it with a strategy guide and everything, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the hell I was doing. I was I'm 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 stupid now at 32. <laughs> at 10 years old, it was like unbelievable. So, um. You know, I'm, I'm playing that game, but I'm revisiting it now like an adult, obviously with a, a new prescription, uh, one <laughs> yeah. might say. Nice. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, this this guy Squall is like a huge dick at the very beginning. I wasn't really paying attention to all those intricacies between like the, the characters and their own development. And I'm like, I, I, I kind of dropped that game eventually, but I would like to. This is making me want to revisit it because I have such a like, uh, like hot and cold relationship with the final fantasy series mm-hmm. and um i know a lot of people love it but like for me it's just one of those it's it's one of those walls for me that i can't really quite get over i've, I've played a bunch i mean i've played a handful i've beaten one i've, be, I've only beaten seven uh-huh. but eight is is such a interesting slice of like that particular moment where like square was on fire like making you know pretty uh, seminal RPGs at the time. Yeah, like and, almost every year also. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like bangers on bangers. Even like uh, even like their side shit. Even like um, Parasite Eve and shit like that. Yeah. Like that was, that was still yeah. amazing to me. Um, but I remember the first time uh, a friend of ours growing up was like, oh yeah, Final Fantasy. And we, me and my brother were like, what? What did you say? <laughs> what, what is that? And then explain, he's like, it's, an, it's a role-playing game. And we looked at each other like, what the, what does that the mean? The fuck is this like, nerd like, talking about? Like, yeah, I was saying, yeah, like, nerd shit. You fucking nerd, you theater nerds. Um, but then you know, eventually we got around to it. But it, it's it is still dense. All these years later, that like I, 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 I mean, you know, obviously a little bit smarter now than I was when I was ten. But um, you you love the Final Fantasy series, and I'm I'm glad you actually brought it up because like I almost like I'm gonna give you the very difficult task Ooh. of convincing me to revisit eight okay is it worth yeah. it yeah uh well i'm still early early in this early in my replay of eight i think gameplay wise well so i'm playing the remaster and it's they have a lot of tools to just make the game a lot more enjoyable nowadays because there's uh like 
I think when a lot of uh, re-releases of old RPGs, they have like a fast forward mechanic. So you can turn that on yeah. and off at any time. So you can get through such like, a blessing. Yeah. yeah. You can get through like more of the tedious parts. Um, there's also, yeah, there's invincibility. You can just click the right stick and be like, boom, you can't touch me. And also what? we all, we got unlimited limit breaks. So if you oh, get, go. yeah. So if you get into a fight that you're just like trying to, so what I do is I always try, always give an honest try to every fight the first couple times. And if I can't do it, I'm just gonna be like, fuck it. I don't want to grind levels right now. Cause I'm here yeah. to enjoy the, what this game has to offer in terms of story. But I also want to engage with the combat system and Final Fantasy eight is weird because they had that uh folks who played it know about the junction system it is a very non-traditional way of building uh like a jrpg combat system i i like it i i I like it for its boldness and being like yo we're gonna throw out all the conventions that you know about rpgs out the window and make you play with this complex or what could be a complex system or in the remaster it's like you know if you just want to get through the fights that's cool too but i am giving it an earnest try also uh what's uh, oh you can turn off random encounters also if you want so oh that's cool yeah well, well the the junction system i remember right that's that's like with the with the uh with like the uh what do they call like your summons like you, you are, mm-hmm. are you basically like um somehow upgrading them along the way or they become some sort of like secondary yeah. system that you can start to play with right yeah so you would you would basically attach summons to each of your characters and they give you different properties and you can customize what sort of properties they have also you, you need to draw magic so like dog, i'm not gonna get into the details <laughs> but it, it is it is a fascinating system i would love to see i don't know if there's a game out there uh that kind of like builds on that system but right. i think i think it's really fascinating to like mix things up uh, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, as I'm, as I'm playing through it, uh, I don't necessarily expect something like deep per se, but I do think that there's always, uh, those games always have something to say. And I think I was surprised by replaying Final Fantasy seven, the original, uh, before remake and being like, yeah, I played this game when I was nine years old and holy shit, this game does have a lot to say right. and which I didn't pick up on. And I think also when I think back to when I was playing Final Fantasy eight, uh, like I was playing that, like these characters are adults to me. There's like, I was 10, like squalls, like 17 and everyone else is like 18 and like, yeah, they're adults. They can call their own shots. They probably have houses, you know, the, <laughs> ch- but you think about it, they're like child soldiers basically. And yeah, that's weird, huh? Yeah. Playing it now. I'm like, this is wild. And to see, I can't, obviously I can't recall what happens, but to see like, here's an organization that is building up the future elite soldiers at a young age this can't possibly blow up in their face right, right. Uh, so i'm i'm waiting uh to see that again if that oh, man i i i have a bad memory of uh when i played games uh when i was younger but yeah i think so broadly speaking i'm trying to do that for uh, almost every entry in final fantasy and so uh yeah and obviously i'm doing the 14 grind i love it uh so many mm-hmm. things i'm doing in 14 uh, if you if you want to know more about fourteen, peep my work over at Gamespot.com. Oh hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I talk about that game to death. Uh, but yeah, you have. Yeah, for, for bonus points, can you explain what is the Final Fantasy? In three words, right? thirty seconds. <laughs> no, like I, I think that's the hardest part for me, right? Like, it has such like um, baggage to it. Like, it's such a beloved franchise. Um, and yeah. like f- for me, it's like, what is the through line? Like, I need context to play things. The final, mm. the final fantasy was the the friends we made along the way. 
Mm. How about that? Yeah. Hey. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think that one thing I'll say is that um, for those who folks that don't know, uh, Final Fantasy is surprisingly uh, political games that have a lot to say. And um, and they do so in creative ways, I would say. So, uh, but yeah, they are time investments. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the biggest hurdle for me is like, all right, well, do you have do you really have 60 to 80 hours to uh, to sit down and enjoy this? The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes, obviously, but do I have the patience is the, yeah, is the, that's, is the right yeah, question. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, especially if you're not vibing with like the overall uh, mechanics of the game, right? Like uh-huh. I think that they should allow, like you were saying, like quality of life improvements on these these uh, these modern versions of the, those remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. If they can do that, they could probably get me into these games. If I could just like do invincibility mode when I get stuck and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I think at this point, every Final Fantasy up to twelve is has a has a remaster with those quality of life tools. Uh, of course, Love the it. four, five, and six uh, pixel remasters are coming soon. But everything else, uh, you can play the original versions with those. Uh, Damn, I sound like I fucking work for Square Enix. I know. I don't. They're not they're not cutting the checks. They're not I, I swear they're not cutting the checks. Square. Dang, but if they are Square Enix money. Listen. <laughs> um no, we already we already asked for one sponsor this week. We can't yeah. be <laughs> um so uh I'm shoot, I'm shooting my shot with them. I hope they I hope they come through. Uh pun intended. Um so yeah, no, I I think like this kind of goes perfectly into the game that I've been playing this week, which mm-hmm. is like for me, um, I have a history, Cam knows this, that I have a history with what I like to call now live Segas, where I don't, um, I don't stick with them. I, I, I like the moment-to-moment stuff. I love Destiny. I, just, I don't love... They actually talked... Um, Steven and Merritt, of course, talked about Destiny 2 this week on Channel F and, and uh, got me scratching my chin again of like, oh, do I want to play this game again? Don't do I want to get back in? And yeah, and that's <laughs> exactly what they said, basically, was like, that you know the game continues to be this like very difficult treadmill especially for for newcomers or, mm-hmm. or even casual players like me i love the moment to moment stuff i love the story and the the set pieces and all the 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 moving pieces that are like these you know disney world rides throughout the levels and stuff it's all the other shit i can't get behind which is like the you know the the grind and mm-hmm. and the um, which is what these games are basically all about when you kind of break them down to to their to their pieces right like to their individual pieces and Warframe is one of those games but from how I've experienced it so far I'm I'm also like very very early days in, into the game like into my own experience this is my second try too the first time I made the mistake of trying to play this game on Switch mm. and it just didn't nah. feel good it didn't run that well. Um, and it just left a bad taste in my mouth. This time around, I figured, all right, let me try another class. I, I picked the uh, the Volt class, um, which I think kind of gels more with my play style, which is great. And I'm playing it on my Xbox. I thought there was crossplay already. There isn't. Uh, that should be coming, I think, at the end of this month or next month. And it so it runs smoother. It looks better. It it feels better as a result. And I'm having a really good time with it. Like the missions are very segmented so far. Like I'm, again, still very, very early days, but um, there is an option to join people right away. I've, I've also been like religiously using the fanbite guides um, and 
Stephen has also been extremely helpful with me and patient with me. They sent me a bunch of really good advice earlier this week while I was like talking to them on Slack, like, uh, where do I go? What do I do? Um, because uh, like a lot of these games too, it's it's very, again, it doesn't really spell everything out for you. You do, you do have to kind of do a lot of your own legwork in terms of deciphering it all, even just the menus, right? Right. And I'm not even talking about like mods and upgrades and stuff like that. I, I'm barely scratching the surface there. Um, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't give me the same sort of, um, vibe as destiny does, which is the thing that I'm, I think most allergic to, which is that sort of sense of, um, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know if I'll ever get there. I don't know if I'll ever get to like to date with the way things are being released or whatever. Cause I am a very slow game player when it comes to these kind of ex- kinds of experiences, but I have been having a really, really good time with it, with, with, with it so far. And I'm, I'm playing it pretty much solo. And I haven't really encountered anything that was tough to get over either individually or without just like waiting an extra few seconds and getting people to join me on a mission um, that I, you know, I don't have to speak to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 again, I'm still, I just got to Venus. I'm like, I just got, I did a few missions on Venus so far. Um, and the movement feels great. Like I yeah. shout out to Mo also in the discord who was saying like, just practice the movement and, yeah. and just do that for now. I've been having such a good time moving around the world and like doing that, like dash that, that yeah. was it called like bullet jump or something like that. Yeah. Um, when, when you figure out how you're supposed to be moving throughout that game. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's like, dog. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he snuck another one in on this guy. He did it again. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Like Paul, I, I, um, I had the, similar experience like your experience to like destiny i remember you were saying like a while back like uh i was playing with some friends i was playing uh warframe and i took like a day or two off and they like went levels ahead of me and then when i got back into it they were just kind of like i was just like tagging along i really wasn't doing anything else but running around and that like would yeah that's what like took me out of it i was like i'm not really having fun because i'm not in it with you guys anymore um and i think that's the problem with these games like you if you're not all the way in or playing solo like you're not gonna have fun um yeah you know because like the mechanics are great like it's mm -hmm. really fun to like use nunchucks and fucking do the jump (laughs) and you know slash your sword and shoot the gun but i don't know like getting to the final step or getting to the boss is like such a grind and if you're just not up to date with that stuff it's it's pretty brutal especially yeah. for, for the way my brain is yeah well uh what i will say is i respect the hell out of warframe like mm-hmm. uh the digital extremes put in so much work to make that game what it is and yeah. um i think there's a lot of there's a lot of good shit in warframe if you again it's one of those things you got to give it time right um, there's like really cool story uh, story moments in there. There's a lot of there's a lot of dope like added content that they kept building on that you eventually unlock. And um, yeah, they had like a whole sub story uh, that was like a whole thing about workers' rights and shit. And I was like, oh damn, okay, y- y'all like trying to trying to <laughs> say something with Warframe. Warframe. Yeah, damn Warframe is like okay, I can talk do to them Warframe. Yeah, <laughs> I was like okay, okay, uh, this is dope. They have like a really good community like they have a good community team that kind of um, kind of sets the tone for its player base. So uh, yeah, like I gave it like 40 hours and I feel, I feel like I had my fill. There's still a lot of stuff that I still haven't seen from it, but I think that 
most people who are in Warframe, I think, well, I mean, of course, they're still playing it for a reason, but uh, they will say that they're, it, it pays off in uh, very different ways. So, yeah. uh, but uh, in the early hours, it does feel a little basic. It's like, okay, go to this planet, do this mission where it's like, okay, I need to hold down this spot for five minutes or I need to retrieve these things or I need to kill a certain target. Um, and then that can, that you can get burnt out on that. Uh, but I think there's a lot of good, uh, content creators and guides out there that kind of like show you, okay, these are, these are the ideal paths to get to like the good stuff, uh, in the game. But, uh, but yeah, that's that on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had the same, I had a very similar experience to you, Cam, actually, where when I, when I first gave it a shot on switch where I, I got matched into a, a, a room with a few other folks and I had that little brother thing happen where I was just kind of trying to keep up with the other three while they did oh, everything. Yeah. They killed everybody. <laughs> and that was like the, my first impression of the game. And I was like, oh, I don't like this because this is going to this is not going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, like if this is going to be every mission. And I, f- I figured at that time I, would, it ha- I have to be, you know, I had to do this with other folks. I was very much in that destiny mindset. Um, and what I'm realizing now, like now that I'm understanding the movement a little bit better, I think giving myself the space to just play it solo has been nice because I'm I'm kind of taking it at my own pace. But um, yeah, I, I I could see myself getting into it because uh, Michael, like you said, like folks who are into this game are like into this game, like yep. they love this game and they like you know they're it, like, it's like anything. Right? They're like Final Fantasy fourteen stands. Yeah, I was gonna say they're like Final Fantasy fourteen stands because like they're always trying to convince me to try to play it. Like it, it you know, it's that kind of cliche thing of like, oh well, it has like a free month or whatever. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I of the ones I've tried so far, including Final Fantasy fourteen, like this one might stick the most. Mm-hmm. And like, and I've also poured a lot of time into Destiny too, but not like enough to do that whole grind that everyone else does i i play that game very casually like whenever there's a new thing that comes out like a new story content i'll go through that and like that's pretty much it mm-hmm. uh, maybe i'll play crucible here and there but um it's mostly trying to scratch an itch that like halo kind of left behind which i'll answer you know we have in our questions coming up um is like a game i can't wait to revisit like a style of game i cannot oh, yeah. wait to revisit um so this, it's interesting because I've been trying to push past the the pain points of Warframe, and I have I, I like I, a lot of it is still you know it, it might as well be in another language like I don't understand a lot of it in terms of like the, the words and the the things like what they're called and <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> so uh, that's going to still take me some time but so far um, I I can see I can see myself sticking with it for now, especially because I'm like blessed to work with so many folks here who like play the game and know it really really well. That's dope. Um, so yeah, and also like I, I was talking about it in the Discord, and and Mo and was like, you know, shout out to Mo was like, yo, I love Warframe. If you have any questions, hit me up. I was like, oh, thank thank you, because honestly, <laughs> like if it wasn't for that, I, I probably would have I, I would probably would start to like cool down by now. But it has given me a little bit of extra like you know, a little bit more gas in the tank to keep going. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Keep us I, I also play, Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated. Um, I also play a little bit more Zelda. I, I'm, I'm getting back into that, and it's, it's not being so bad so far. But, um, Cam, what have you been playing? Um, yeah, I've been playing this game that came out recently called uh, Tribes of Midgard. And uh, it's... Uh, basically a survival game mixed with a tower defense game mixed with like co-op play so basically 
it's set in like a uh, Norse mythology type world uh, mm. where Thor exists and the god you know, Odin and all those people exist. And uh, you just start off as a villager and you have to protect this village. So it has a day and night cycle. So you go through day one. You start off, you have no clothes, you just start picking berries and chopping wood and doing the very basic uh, RPG kind of... Uh, like crafting. Yeah, crafting stuff. thing. It's it's very much like... Um, what was that game that came out a while ago? Uh, it, it got really popular, uh, Valheim or something Val, like that? Yeah, Valheim. Yeah. Valheim, yeah. Valheim. It's very like riding that wave, but it, it has a bit of a twist on it, so... Um, so since this has this like day and night cycle, so you're just constantly upgrading your your weapons. So you have like a pickaxe, an axe. Um, you get clothes, so you have different vendors. You have a weapons uh, maker. You have a clothing and armor maker. You have the person who makes your pickaxe, and then the person that makes magic potions and stuff like that to keep you safe from weather and stuff like that. But uh, and you're just killing enemies along the way, so like wolves and goblins and frozen ice giants and stuff like that so every night uh your village gets attacked um by these uh like ghostly kind of beings like they sh- have like this purple vibe that the artwork's really cool it looks like um very like cell shaded i don't mm. know if you guys have seen this this game um, yeah yeah and uh yeah so you're, you're getting attacked every night and you basically just have to like protect the village every night, and then when you make it through the to the next morning, you can start like you know scavenging again. And you're just put in there with like you can play up to like with ten people in a room. Um, oh, cool. You can play, play with ten friends or strangers. You usually get put in if you're you know like me. I only play with like two of my friends, so we get put in with uh, seven other people, and you're just kind of like on mics, which is kind of cool. Like I never like talk to strangers in video games. <laughs> uh, so I've been doing Same that way. and that's fucking weird because everybody's like, it's a co-op game so you can't really fuck it up. Like, there's really no like um, way to hinder anybody else. Um, which yeah, is there's, really no, dope. there's no reason to be confrontational. Yeah, right? it's, so it's all vibes and, and most people are really cool about like learning the game because it does have like a... Um, a, a learning curve, especially towards the beginning and your first couple of rounds kind of playing. Um, so as the days progress, it gets a little tougher and you can build up your defenses for your tower. And the further you go away from your town, the harder it gets. So you're facing weather stuff. So it's either too cold or too hot. Um, and then you're like going through like dungeons and you're also completing tasks and stuff like that. All the while you're getting stronger, you get new weapons. And then every like four days, a big ass fucking giant comes through. So there's like an ice giant. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. They're like, all right, the ice giant's on the map and it's a huge map and you just got to kind of find it. It gives you like a general direction on where it's going to be. And it's just slowly making its way over the next four days to your town and you have oh, to stop shit. it before it gets there because he pretty much yeah. like one shots the town, and it's like just a George's mask type. Yeah, shit. It, it's so cool. Um, and it's just, just like throw some rock salt down. <laughs> and just get ready. The the giant is like it's either spawns like an ice giant, like a fire giant, this like um, dark witch lady. She has like dark powers and she's really tough, and then like a, a lightning god or whatever, and. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty dope. And the, the combat's really simple. It's just like you straight attack or d- and dodge um, and block. That's the only, uh, you know, mechanics there. And uh, it's just kind of been my every night game, like my relaxation. Don't really have to think much. 
uh, it's really cool to, you know, just be on comms with my friends and just shoot the shit because we're not really doing much. And it's like better than playing fucking Call of Duty or, uh, you know, Battlefield <laughs> yeah, yeah. right right before bed. Heated, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right before bed and your heart is racing. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, going to bed pissed, man. I hate that shit. <laughs> just one more. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible feeling, especially when you're like, you know, you're, you live with someone and you're just like fucking hyped <laughs> and you're like, I can't sleep. It's two o'clock. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so this game has been like uh, like a, <laughs> a huge like joy to me because um, there's also like a reward um, situation. So like every so say you die in day four, you gain some experience for your next time to go in. So you can get like some passive abilities. Like all right, I already start out with a pickaxe, or I already start out with a sword. Um, so that just makes your time a little bit easier because it's all about like you know your time management in this game. Um. Yeah, I'm just enjoying vibes, the hell out of it. Vibes Midgard. <laughs> it's super vibey. It's good to you know have some extracurricular activities. If you live in a state that does that legally, do that mm-hmm. um, responsibly. Uh, responsibly. I know, I, know, I know what you're talking about. You know, okay. and talking about you're picking up Wimpun Dan. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's some real <laughs> yeah, that's vibes. Some of, herbal essence. Some herbal <laughs> essence. <laughs> oh my god. You know, uh, visit know your forest. Uh, I don't know but, what y'all talking about. Yeah, man, I've been having like a ton of fun with this game. It's just really cool. I I suggest people check it out if you have fifteen bucks laying around. Uh, I know it's like you know it's a lot of money, but I, I think it's a it's a pretty cool, simple game that does it. Um, <laughs> it does it right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else was in the game? That's really wait. Hold cool? on, real quick. Yeah. This. Yeah, I agree with Jay in chat. It says I'm getting it. I'm sold because I I had heard about this game a little bit <laughs> and. Uh, I had really not been keeping up with it, but yeah. the way you describe it sounds like such a nice way, like you said, to just like kind of catch up, but also wind down for the day. Yeah, because it, um, it's like there is still a, it's exciting. Still, it's not like a boring game right. or anything, but right. you're not like worried, right? Like you don't have to do mm-hmm. too much. Um, but yeah, continue. What were you gonna say? Sorry. No, I was just gonna say yeah, and and not not you know playing apex before bed which i love apex but like you said like that that sort of anxiety that you that you carry into the bed with you yeah. afterwards is like sometimes not the best way to try to catch some Z's, Word. Yeah, i don't want to uh, like have to cool down with some tiktoks after yeah you know, <laughs> like meditation TikToks. Dude, dog i feel you on that because i recently tried getting back into halo and anticipation for infinite and damn, I be getting heated. I'm like, yeah. I'm playing, I'm playing just like Slayer, like yeah. non-competitive Slayer, and I'm like getting heated. Uh, and I'm like, damn, yeah. I just, this this is this is not the energy I, I need in my life right now. I can't I can't do confrontational games uh, <laughs> anymore. Oh, uh, but yeah, another cool thing about this game that, that I find that it's like there's like this risk reward kind of aspect of it. So the further you get throughout the days, um, you know, the harder it gets. Um, so after you defeat. A giant, you get these like special currency that you can spend in the shop, like you would do in like a Fortnite or something like that. It has like a battle pass kind of kind of thing. Uh, yeah. um, but it's all like if you want to, it's not really in your face about it because it's it's all uh, like uh, cosmetic stuff. But um, the risk reward is that like so if on day eight you're like, all right, we're gonna kill this giant, and then it's getting too hard. Like maybe there's only like three people that have stayed in this this lobby. Like, it's just too hard for three people. We can just kind of dip out at a certain point. But you have to, like, run to this point on the map and just dip out so you can keep your stuff. But if your town gets destroyed before that happens, uh, you lose everything, which is 
really fun oh. to like make a mad dash to this Bifrost and get on the rainbow bridge and be out. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just dig it. It's, it's really interesting. It's kind of different from anything I've, I've been playing. Um, but yeah, give it a shot. What are you playing on? Uh, PS5. It's on PS4. I think it's on Xbox and, and it's definitely on PC. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my guy, Alex golden boy Mendez, uh, BX all day. Uh, hey. uh, Wepa, Puerto Rican bull from, uh, you may know him from uh, his, his, his streams in G4. And uh, this game came up a lot on E3 and he was always like putting it on. He was like, yo, yo, I played like the beta and shit. And like, it's got something going on. Um, oh, so I didn't yeah, even I, know. I didn't know it was it like a, that. I was like, oh, it's another like crafting game or whatever. It's all cool. Cool. It's got like a top down view. Uh, but um, yeah, if, if, uh, if it's vibes of Midgard, that sounds pretty dope, man. I, I, yeah, I, I'm having such a great time with it. Ooh, vibes of Midgard. I like that. Yeah. That that was well done. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, let's just put, let's let's move on to our second picks here. Um, I um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go real quick because we have we have a lot of questions, and I kind of want to get to some of yeah, those yeah, yeah. pretty good questions. Um, I watched Shin Godzilla for the first time last night for the um, for you love to see it. We, we're doing like a creature feature month, and yo. That replaced my original feeling it, which was some well, well, my original other pick, which was something else. Um, I said feeling it. That was the old. That's <laughs> yeah, what we used yeah, to that's call what we used it. to call it back in the day. Wait, so this do. one is the um, the animated one? No, no, no. This is a live action oh, okay, one directed gotcha. uh, directed by the creator of Evangelion, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Ooh. which um, I didn't really take too seriously when I when I re- watched it for the first time. My partner loves that series. Like she, that's like her favorite anime, and she loves it so much. Oh, you're talking about Evil. Um, yeah, she's a big Ava fan. Oh, me too. Damn, that shit gave me depression, bro. I watched Hell it for yeah. the first yeah, time last yeah. year. It'll oh, do it to you. Shouts out to um, depression. <laughs> I got depression. Shout out mental <laughs> illness. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a uh, there's a very like d- direct connection between that and this Godzilla because this one is like it's not a a sequel or anything. It's technically like a reboot. So it's like you know he doesn't fight anybody in this. Um, it's it's very much like. Have y'all seen it by the way? No, I haven't watched is this it. The, is this the one that ha- that plays some 41 during like a big ass fight or some shit? You might be thinking of the Millie Bobby Brown one. Um, that one. Wait, Bobby Brown was in Godzilla? <laughs> God damn. No, no, no. Uh, th- that soundtrack would have been fire. Like, can <laughs> Yo. you imagine Godzilla Bobby Brown soundtrack? <laughs> Fam. What? Wow. Missed opportunity, whoever the fuck is But in seriously, would you just say though? Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. From, oh, from Mil- okay, gotcha. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But no, Sorry. this one is the Japanese one from 2016, again, directed by the Neon Genesis Evangelion creator. And it's it's a really fascinating look at at what, you know, it's obviously very much inspired by real world events, specifically the like the Fukushima mm-hmm. disaster with the nuclear plant. And I mean, these movies have always been about that, mm-hmm. like, you know, sort of very much inspired by real world events, of course, with like the, the bombings of Hiroshima and, and uh, Nagasaki. So it's got a lot of like, you know, historical precedence and, and um, this real significance when you think about cinema in that in that way. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, you know, there, there's um, the American versions, which are huge blockbuster hits. But uh, this one really takes it back to its roots. And um, it's horrifying. It's it's uh, it's hard to watch, especially like in 2021, where we've we're still in the midst of a of a, you know, global disaster and and the response to it and 
it's it's just real visceral. It it, it hits in a, a specific way in 2021. Even if you've seen it, I would say revisit it because, um, yeah, this movie blew me away. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I rented it. Um, it's, it was like a few bucks to rent, but can't recommend it enough. It's um, and also yeah, I mean shameless plug, but the uh, the episode um, for from last week's you'd love to see it, which is Shin Godzilla. Like it's the discussion that it sparked. Um, was so fascinating to listen to that I um I'm gonna it's I'm got gonna me wanting to revisit and, and re and listen to that because that sounds really interesting. It's so good. It's got me wanting to revisit Evangelion. So I'm, I'm like, um, yeah, it's just an interesting, you know, piece of art. Yeah, and I highly recommend it. I love some Godzilla, man. I'll I'll watch anything with Godzilla in it. So hell yeah, yeah, really dope. Hell yeah, um. Michael, uh, uh, tell us about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, one of the fucking coolest anime Ooh, to ever exist. One of the hottest animes on the block. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching uh, JJK with my girl, and we're we're we're, we're really digging it. Um, and I, I was like pretty sure I was gonna dig it, like going into it. Um, I think that like the the mainstream hit shonen anime are usually I usually think of them like oh they're they're mainstream and hitting for a reason, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that right now there's a uh, the big three are My Hero and JJK and um, shit I'm, Demon Slayer Demon Slayer yes wow I did uh, I did something for uh, Crunchyroll Expo just a couple like last week for Demon Slayer I couldn't even <laughs> Crunchyroll hit me up you know sh- you know shameless uh, life flex life flex right there you know what I'm saying <laughs> I, I did a little work with Crunchyroll you know what I'm saying for uh, in nice. the Demon Slayer but uh, Demon Slayer is dope too but I've been really d- diving into JJK the thing. Uh, the characterizations are so good in in this. Like every character, I, I think this is true of any like good anime, but like even more so in JJK is that every character has uh, fascinating aspects about them. More so than like they almost have as much a spotlight as the main character. So when I think about like Naruto and how many incredible supporting characters there are, uh, like they have their their chapters, they have their moments. Uh, I feel like so like obviously JJK is still fairly new, so who knows where it goes from here. But like so far, it feels like they're putting a, they're pouring they're investing a lot in their supporting uh, cast, which I think is really cool because there's there's yeah. some dope personalities in there. Um, in the in the second half of this, like there's 24 episodes now, and I'm like on episode 20. I think the storytelling style lately in those episodes are a bit uh, they they rely a bit heavily on the we're in the middle of a fight. Let's do a flashback. Um, yeah, a couple more things in this uh, in this fight, and then we're gonna do like a long explanation about curses and techniques and stuff like that. Uh, which is all it's it's all been really good, but I think the pacing is a little weird when I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of like a hype ass fight. Um, like they do, they rely on that a little too much, I think. Um, but you know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop it because of that. Uh, but man, the animations and the character designs are so damn good. What's what's the high level description of this? I, I've never watched it. Oh shit! Uh, ooh, damn. How do I? Um, there's a uh, there's an alternate. Damn. <laughs> it's basically Paul, Paul, like you Bleach. go. <laughs> it's so it's it's basically like a new version, like a new like a new version of Bleach. Um, it's a Shonen Jump anime, so it's. I also haven't watched it in a minute, but uh, I'm going to get to what this inspired me to watch a classic anime in a few. But um, so it's basically about like this kid, this high school kid who accidentally eats this like uh, finger that belonged to like this 
this curse because like that's the thing in this show it's like curses are like the powers or whatever so people have these curses that are well i think right they're like the they're like specifically these you know man yeah, i never watched yeah, so, it. like exorcist yeah, i didn't even watch the show <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm, I'm just lying i'm actually reading a script someone wrote for me no man. it's uh, so curse so curse energy is like the force but it's a little bit more evil and creatures Ooh. from an uh only people who can wield curse powers can see curse-based monsters and oh. curse-based but but curse-based monsters can do like wild shit they can like kill people they can uh alter like alter the world state and they they basically go on a spree and they feed off of uh they feed off of other people like uh so they're like going around killing innocent people and all this other shit and then like the main villain is like has this goes on about like oh my god like society is so pointless we need to like reset the world to make it whole again or some you know the typical villain shit all right i yeah. actually think that's one of the one of the weaker aspects so far is um how the villains are characterized like i think that <laughs> they have potential but i don't necessarily feel like the stakes are quite high quite yet but overall like the main character uh Yuji Itadori he uh he's like this he's like this um this kid who doesn't give a fuck about anything he's a very happy go lucky kind of kid he's also strong as shit yo this motherfucker can shot put put sentence shot put records punch a hole in your chest <laughs> like it's not and not even like yeah, superpowers which, that's just like that's just how he is yeah he's just naturally strong he's like sk- he's like a skinny dude though <laughs> it's like hella funny yeah. uh but yeah right, he so- um so basically the story so far is that there's 20 fingers out and about from this old ancient uh all powerful curse like the most powerful cursed creature in the whole world and so uh this homeboy eats one of the fingers uh to prevent a a, a curse from eating it so he's like yo I'm they can't do that so I'm I'm going to eat this finger myself Basically, he turns into uh, he has like an alternate version of himself that's also a monster and he needs to learn how to. Yeah. So he gets possessed, but has like wild superpowers, but he needs to learn how to Mm -hmm. control it. And I think that's the thing is that um, Jujutsu High Schools, which is where um, most of the characters go. um, Like the the point is that they're using like the higher levels are using him as a vessel to be like, okay, our way to contain these cursed fingers so they don't fall into the wrong hands is to give them to this kid who can who is learning how to to handle that. But that also paints a target on his back because he mm. is going like eventually going to become like the most powerful motherfucker in the whole world. Eating all so, the fingers. But yeah. but also not only that, but like like yeah, like he literally will become that curse because yeah. he becomes possessed by that curse. So like throughout the series. It's interesting because he is, you know, learning how to navigate this world, but he's also like f- literally like internally fighting against this demon that has possessed him that sometimes he goes to for help and sometimes he fights against. Like mm-hmm. it's a really cool dynamic that happens throughout the course of the show. And, and you're also meeting other characters that are really, I, th- I think, pretty well fleshed out and have their own motivations. And there's like some really cool uh, female characters in the show that like, kick ass that i that i love to like watch Absolutely, especially like yep. fight and stuff yeah. um so it's like a really really cool uh shonen jump that like for the first time for me has gotten me like interested because i tend to bounce off of shonen jump shows and like I, i'll watch like my hero for a bit but then i kind of like fall off or whatever but this one like if there's new shit i'm like oh we gotta watch it oh. uh it's like because the animation style everything is so good and it also inspired me because my partner is a big anime fan she uh it, she was like you should watch um oh hunter hunter Mm-hmm. because I had never watched it before 
and I watched the. Uh, oh yeah, we we got we got to kind of move on. But um, yeah, it got me to watch Hunter Hunter, which I now you know it's like probably my one of my favorite animes of all time. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of has that also similar vibe to it. If uh, if you need any kind of um, reference point, all right. But cool. um, I'll add that to my list because I need some new anime to watch. Uh, for me, wrapping this up, I've been watching uh, Dave season two. It's a FX show um, about uh, the rapper. It's loosely based on the rapper Little Dicky and his <laughs> life. Um, it, it, it's it's like you know you would think it's a very ridiculous show, which it which it is. Um, but it's a very much a continuation of Dave season one, which I recommend if you like uh, hip hop and uh, if you like kind of the absurdity of showbiz. Um, this kind of like takes a peek at, peek at that. So Little Dicky is a, a white rapper, uh, disclaimer. <laughs> and, you know, on the outside, I never really like dug him Um you know his his music just because it seemed really gimmicky. It, sound, it felt like a kind of a vulture culture vulture aspect to it, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. fairly protective over the hip hop and rap and stuff like that. Um, so I never really vibed with him like that. I thought he was like a good rapper, but other than that, I wouldn't really engage with him. But uh, mm-hmm. this show kind of makes me like him a lot more because he's very aware of who he is. He's very aware that he is a white rapper who is absurd. And uh, that's the whole bit, right? Like, he knows, like, it's a bit, but no one understands that it's a bit. Um, right. <laughs> and it just dives into that. And this season two is basically him struggling and being confronted with the fact that he may be a fraud. And that, that that's really cool. So he has, like, a lot of writer's block and, and stuff like that. But it's a ton of... Um, um, cool cameos in the show, Yeah, too. super I mean, good cameos. Season, but, yeah. uh, season two, it starts off with... Um, uh, one of the girls from what's the the, uh, the girl from Twenty One, the Korean group from back in the day. Um, uh, forget her name, but yeah, she's in it. K-pop stands. Right <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're probably screaming right now. But yeah, it, it's a really good show. I, I think it's it's really wholesome. Uh, to like overall, it's it's a wholesome show. It's very vulgar though. It's 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 pretty it's pretty uh, gross. But um, overall, it's it's a really heartwarming show. Yeah, I was surprised that the first season uh, you, you had recommended it to me, and mm-hmm. I, I checked it out, and I I kind of felt the same way about Little Dicky. Um, I mean, his his name itself is like a it's a dick joke, yeah. but um, yeah, I uh, I was surprised by it because I, I I still I still feel a little conflicted about him and his music. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, at first I thought it was like a fun distraction thing, and, and I was like, oh wait a minute, this is good. this is kind of snowballing in a way I wasn't expecting. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I, I'm gonna check it out because I mean, I already I already watched the first season, so might as well. Yeah, I um, didn't realize it was all the way out. Like, there's a bunch of episodes out, so I've been working my way through that. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, all right, cool. Uh, let's quickly get through some uh, of these questions. All right, so first up, we actually got a voicemail. And not only did we get a voicemail, we got a voicemail from a good friend of the show who's who's been on the show before. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and, and uh, play this real quick. Hey, Cam, Paul, and special guest Michael. Uh, this is Jeff Russo on Twitter. You know, the guy just rants a lot. Anyway, 
I want to ask y'all for this podcast episode, what has been your favorite uh, indie game that you've played so far? I'm sorry, that's like really general, but yeah, what's your favorite indie game? All right, peace. Y'all be easy. Uh, wow, quite the question. Damn, um, yeah. <laughs> Michael. You have a whole episode based on that, but uh, damn, I think the most impactful one to me has got to be Undertale. I think uh, Ooh, that game, that game one. did a lot. Yeah, I played it in 2016 and that game kind of like, transformed like a new uh, paradigm for me and what I thought games could be. And I got, I got deep back into RPGs and Japanese style RPGs because of that game. Oh wow! Like that was the first game I think that like brought me to tears. And then now I can't stop crying at every other fucking game. Uh, <laughs> it, like it opened up something I, I kind of didn't know about myself. It opened up a new way of thinking about games and storytelling. Ooh. And it like, it's one, it was one of those revelatory moments when I finished that game and saw it all the way through and did the different routes, I'm like, holy shit, yo, this is like, and the, the main thing too is that the soundtrack is, it is like le- legit one of the best soundtracks ever in games because not only is it incredible music uh, to listen to on its own, it's also part of how that game communicates a lot of its themes and a lot of its storytelling is through the music. And, and it does so like there's, it's like chip tune based uh, with live instruments too. So there's no, like no singing, there's no lyrics. So it, it does a lot sonically to kind of commute, uh, communicate the things that you're supposed to be feeling in those certain moments. And I just think that's an incredible feat. And I love it when games do that. Uh, but also a uh, shout out to if found is actually uh, another one of my top indie games. I know we talked fantastic you know, game. Uh, I think that especially as, uh, as a, as a straight dude, I think it puts a lot of uh, a lot of struggles for uh, trans folks into perspective when you play that game. Um, and I think it, it 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 does a really good job with like its artwork. And again, another game where simple things communicate a lot, like facial expressions. It's like very pencil pencil colored pencil kind of uh, drawing in like watercolors and all this other stuff. But uh, it says so much by doing uh, a few little things here and there. And it's uh, it's an incredible story. I think a lot of people can learn something from it. And it definitely put a lot of things in perspective um, for me as well. I think that's that's real powerful. Yeah, yeah, same. I can't say enough about it found. It's it's a brilliant game, um, brilliant, brilliant story, and it was so. It really, it really was super affecting for me, like you said, as you know, straight guy. It was like uh, it was so interesting to get that perspective in such a beautiful manner. Mm. Um, Cam, what about you? Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. There's a small game called um, Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> this, this motherfucker. <laughs> no, um, oh my god. I I like. Um, uh, I I don't know if I have a favorite, but like something that really stuck with me. I, I've mentioned it plenty of times on the show, but uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Uh, really, yeah. really touched on. Uh, like something that kind of hit close to home for me, especially something I'm kind of like figuring out as I go on uh, about legacy and family and resentment and like all those like deep family traumas and shit. And like as I get older, like th- that stuff keeps unfolding, and and that game kind of like put it in a perspective. Especially if you like lost a lot of people in your life, like you, uh, this game kind of hits close to home. And uh, you know, I, I, I uh, yeah, I just vibe with it a lot. So it, I always I think about it often, especially when I'm coming up against like you know family shit and and, and stuff like that. So uh, what remains of Edith Finch? That's by what Annapurna, I think. Yeah, uh, I think they, they I think publish. Yeah. We've got some Annapurna uh, joints in here because If Found is also Annapurna publish. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah cool. mine's also going to be an Annapurna hey. joint. So, Jeff, shout out to shout Jeff. Shout out to Jeff sure Legosky. That's my guy. Oh, my. Yo, shout out to Jeff. Who's also yeah, been on so the show. The developer was Giant Sparrow. And actually, yeah, we he also, yeah, Jeff's been on the show. And also, uh, me and Cam interviewed um, the developer, the, the game director, uh, the main designer, or one of the main designers, Ian Dallas, a while yeah. back. That, that video is, I think, still on YouTube. That episode might also still be in the feed way back when. I'm not entirely Jeez. sure. But, um, yeah, mine's also an Annapurna joint. Uh, Outer Wilds oh, yeah. is one of the what most brilliant things I've ever experienced. Um, it, it is um, a beautiful, beautiful, this is kind of a pretty cliche by now, but it's a beautiful, beautiful, intricate Swiss watch that you get to run around inside of that reminds you, reminds me of like my favorite Zelda games and um, exploration games and, you know, adventure games. And it, it it's a game that has no violence in it. Um, and kind of proves that you don't necessarily need to shoot a thing to make it feel good in your brain. Um, the only way you progress in the game is basically by learning the world that you are playing inside of and, and the laws of that universe, um, mm-hmm. literally. And uh, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant all, all around. I've never experienced something like that before. I, I cannot wait to play what, what new content is coming out for it. I'm a little nervous because I feel like Outer Wilds is perfect as is. Um, but... I'm sure it won't. It won't. Either way, it won't taint the original experience or my thoughts on it. But yeah, Outer Wilds. If you haven't played it, oh my god, it's it's probably the best thing I've ever played. Mm. So uh, yeah. Um, so uh, okay, we're, we'll do a couple more of these, and we'll some we'll save some for, for other time. Uh, we do have one question specifically for you, Michael, from uh, Mike in the Discord, aka Young Hyrule, who asks. Uh, I want to know Michael's favorite JRPG game of all time and his favorite JRPG series. Oh, God. Uh, also, what game that is in development uh, you're most excited about? Oh, boy. Uh, I could do a whole episode on this as well. But um, my favorite JRPG uh, or my favorite game of all time is Persona 5 Royal. Goddamn. That I wow. Do, I, every time I think about that game, I'm, I'm just like, I get all choked up. And I'm like, damn, if I keep thinking about this game, I'm going to bust into tears. I love that game so much. <laughs> um it was another one of like I the the so the same thing I was explaining about how Undertale kind of like shifted a paradigm for me and how I perceived and enjoyed games. Persona Five did the same thing a year later when I played the original release of it, and that I, I like Persona Five fucks up in some some um, some ways along the way, but I think it has a lot to say about what you can do to enact change in your world. And it has it has a lot of like I wouldn't say it's like the strongest progressive message, but it has a very uh, clear overall progressive message. And I think like for me, it, when I finished that game, like I, I couldn't play a game for two out to like two days, like like afterwards. I would just like lay in bed and stare at my ceiling and think about that game because I met like I met so much. I met, those characters meant so much to me because I spent I invested so much time to in learning about them. There's so many small stories. Mm-hmm. So many uh, stories about characters, uh, ex- you see, ex- see them experience trauma and they have they kind of go through the motions with you about those things. And then they eventually come out as better people afterwards, like towards the end of the game. You're like, you see how much every character has grown and their growth is also shown in the major story beats and how they actually function in battle, too. So it's like the perfect encapsulation of the power of friendship. And uh, yeah, and I I feel like I've said this before is that um, it made me think about taking action in in the real world as well. And I felt like I, I got a lot, a lot more active and I had worked in politics before, but it was more of like this is I'm doing it because I'm interested in it. And 
this is now my career. But now as I shift into video games, I thought about like, okay, like how can I still be active politically, but not be a job? And it made me think a lot more about um, just doing small things to make, uh, to help people who, who can't help themselves sometimes. And I don't know if everyone's going to get that message from Persona 5, but that's what I, that's one of the many things I came away with. Persona 5 Royal is like the, the director's cut of it and it has a whole new story arc in it. And that story arc is fucking wild. It's, it's so good. I was like, okay, if it's just some extra content, I'll be cool with that. But they're like, nah, you are in for a completely different chapter of this game. That's going to flip a bunch of shit on its head, but somehow come together so elegantly and powerfully. And I just, that game, like it's, I, one of GameSpot's few 10 out of 10s, I reviewed it. I spent over 2000 words pouring my heart out about that game. It is my favorite thing I've published uh, during my time at GameSpot. And it is also my favorite game of all time. And- wow. Wow. <laughs> what an answer. Yeah. What an answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, something in development that you're excited about? Uh, I'm going to be basic as fuck and say Final Fantasy 16 or actually Final oh, Fantasy God. 14 and right. Walker because we, gotta, we have to wrap now. We have to go. We have to. This enough of this Final <laughs> Fantasy shit. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, what were you going to say? Oh, no. Just, uh, or Final Fantasy 14 and Walker, which is the new uh, 14 expansion coming out this year. You know the fucking vibes. Okay. Well, that's enough of that. Uh, we're going to do a quick lightning round because we did get some questions for you. Okay. So uh, we're going to keep moving along yep. here. Um, so. Uh, uh, Charlie has a question, um, and uh, the question is: Shout out to Charlie, by the way. Uh, does Gamespot employ a full-time person to make <laughs> Breath of the Wild things? Uh, you, the, you still don't know videos, yeah? And uh, is that the best job in gaming? This is the first question. Um, is it? Oh, uh, so shouts out to my boy Max Blumenthal, who he's a video producer at Gamespot, and he was originally like the dude who like. broke breath of the wild like this is before he came to GameSpot too he like went viral for a bunch of like breath of the wild uh videos that he made he like finding exploits in uh in in the game and different ways to manipulate the combat system uh he's also huge into the fgc uh so he plays games like that like he's trying to find real pervert yeah yo he's like trying to find all these intricate details and like uh so when he got to GameSpot, he like would make videos uh like a, a like that uh it's not not it's not the only thing he does but when he has time he does that and because he knows breath of the wild like in and out he is literally i think the person in this entire world who knows that game better than than anyone else so every time he makes a video it's like it pops off and it's uh i don't know if it's the best job you would have to ask him uh but uh he does he does some fine work nice nice shout out to you max Mm -hmm. um and yeah, uh, Charlie says, seriously, I love those videos and that they're still finding new stuff. It's always fun when they come up on the feed. Also, uh, does Mike or Paul or Cam have a favorite surprising Breath of the Wild thing that they learned? Ooh, um, uh, the thing shit, I learned is that I'm, I'm shit at the game. Like watching other people play <laughs> that game. Like I realized yeah, I don't yeah. know how to play the game. I'm just running around like, oh, look at this new shield I got. People doing 360 <laughs> fucking sniping shit across. The- no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like watching those videos. <laughs> Yeah, makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah, I think the thing I took away from it is how much I enjoy not having uh, waypoints or clear objectives, and yeah, kind of letting you wow. letting you do that. Uh, somewhat, some, somewhat similar to um, Outer Wilds in a weird <laughs> way, where the the game doesn't like tell you exactly what you need to do, but you just go out and do stuff and figure it out. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna steal your answer. What Michael yeah. said, because uh, I, I I put on like the 
the pro mode or whatever it was called. It was like no HUD or whatever. <laughs> um, so our next question uh, is from Danny who asks, uh, how do you guys feel about working in a space that is so public facing and that increasingly asks people to become personalities or brands online? I feel like it's probably especially fraught as non-white people doing work about a medium that is infamously awful to non-white gamer guys. Um, yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. This is this is a heavy question. I like this question a lot, though. Uh, I think I yeah. think uh, it's it's one that you know uh, maybe uh, people don't get to hear. People who actually do this or on the inside uh, get to really explain. But uh, at least at least on a big site, at least for for me, who's on editorial and a lot of our video producers, that you don't have to be public facing if you don't want to be. Um, I think that's a, that's also a privilege of working at a site that's already big like GameSpot. So I, uh, I mm. do, uh, understand that aspect to it, uh, because if like, obviously you're going to publish something, your name's going to be on it. Uh, you make a video, maybe your voice is going to be on it, but you're going to be in the video credits. Uh, so you have to be public on in some level, but it's at least and, and all the folks I've interacted with, like who work at other sites, like polygon ign like we're all friends we all interact with each other i don't think anyone is ever forced to be a front-facing personality there's a i think there's enough people who want to do that sort of thing so they end up um they end up finding their way regardless but no one's ever like never like pulls up on you says hey we're gonna put you you're gonna be the you're going to be forced to be on this video or you're going to be a person on that stage uh, and dance. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, there's, there's, I've never seen or heard anything like that for, at least from the big brands, because there are people who want those specific jobs and they, there's, yeah, they eventually find their way into them. So there's no need to like force people to become brands and personalities. But I do also understand that there are folks who uh, try to build something from the ground up and you got to get exposure somehow. So naturally you have to build a brand. You have to kind of speak, uh, speak about your work. You have to put yourself out there. Um, and that's the scary, that's, that can be scary, especially like uh, Danny says, like this space is predominantly white dudes, as from the discourse from t- the today of recording is oh, that yeah God. um and like a lot of the people who uh who kind of get the pass or like get um get propped up are like inoffensive or, or not inoffensive but like white dudes who uh you know because that's what the audience is used to so for me early on a lot of my early stuff when i was on video or podcasts when i'm just like being myself a lot of folks are like fuck this guy he's uh like he's annoying or he talks well the most annoying shit is when like oh he talks like he's just uh he came out of the internet or whatever I'm like motherfucker you that's how i know <laughs> i know that you live in fucking right. mayo suburbia and never been out <laughs> in mayo, an actual suburbia. city like I, that's how I know that's like the wild like coded language it's like yo I know that you you've never experienced life in a city outside of the fucking internet right as when motherfuckers pull yeah. up and be like oh this movie talk like he uh, he like he grew up on the internet yeah. uh and like oh you're just like pulling a bunch of twitter language and it's like damn mm-hmm. that that's that, that's how you know they 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 never they never been outside like damn right uh, or moisturize <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, that is, that is a difficult part to it. And there's no, like everyone takes it differently too. Uh, some people are, uh, can like, it doesn't affect them when they, when people like try and pull up on them. Sometimes it, it affects me a lot too. Sometimes like, right. it's like the thing of you get 10 comments, nine positive supporting you. And yeah. then that one bad one, you're like, man, fuck. Uh, and you dwell on that shit the, the rest of the time. 
Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's 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 never easy when you have to put yourself out there, and there's like there's people out there who are like trying to talk shit, um, like that can cut deep. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's another layer that I think uh, you know companies kind of don't think about I, in, in many ways. We've seen I've seen it affect people's mental health and their ability sure. to work because of things that happen in the public sphere. And media companies aren't necessarily equipped to handle that. They don't know how to how to account for that. Uh, like when when someone gets like harassed online and then becomes like a harassment campaign, it starts blowing up and going viral. It's like, yeah, HR departments would be like, ah, wait, explain what's going on. And it's like, God damn it. Like, I don't want to go through this whole explanation process because that all that already tells me that you're not equipped to support me in the ways that, that I need. Right. You're playing um, catch up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's a very unique thing that I think, especially women, have to deal with yeah. more so, way more so than men. That doesn't even need to be said. But I, th- um, and then if you're uh, BIPOC, it's like you're gonna be sub subject to a lot of a, a different kind of harassment, a different kind of standard, right. as well. And so uh, those things can uh, can um can affect you even when you uh, like. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. And when they do, it fucking sucks. You know what I'm saying? Or like, God forbid you have, I mean, I, I've gotten it bad online, but I, I, I can, I can definitely say I haven't gotten it anywhere near as bad as, you know, some of my trans colleagues or, or my, or, or, you know, the women that I also have been fortunate enough to work with. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is, it's tough. And, and I think like you said, it was all, this was, this question was spurred because of a, a tweet, um, that, uh, shout to the homie Joshua Rivera mm-hmm. who tweeted out uh, weird, how relevance in media basically requires a side hustle, a podcast and newsletter something completely unrelated to the work of journalism, but necessary for building a fan base. And I am, it, it is tough. It's something that I've been, that I've been struggling to navigate with for the past three or four years, especially because, you know, I, I was, I kind of just got put on at a, at a big platform where I was getting a lot more eyeballs on me and, and people, I, I mean, I used to have my I DMs open like a, like a fool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't have to worry about any of this right. stuff, but it, it is, uh, it is something that you can also control though. I, I, I'll say that like, I definitely have taken a big step back from a lot of the stuff, even like Discord. Like I, I only just really fuck with like a few Discords, uh-huh. um, but I also have really stopped posting um, stuff, even on like Instagram and stuff. But like on, on Twitter, especially, I, I, I had this awakening of like, well, like y'all don't get to see my personal life. Like that's just not for social media anymore. Like it's, it's kind of un, it's unfortunate. I could probably make a you know if I wanted to, I could make a private account somewhere and only invite friends and family or whatever if on Instagram or whatever, which I with some folks I know do as well. But um, at, at some point I also just realized like, I don't, I don't have to share yeah. everything. I don't have to share everything. I don't have to be extremely accessible. Um, I can control the, the channels of which I get, you know, um, contacted through. And it also, um, but there are, there are moments where it's tough where, you know, you, you start to see someone that you, that you really care about and that you really admire and respect, or, you know, even your own colleagues start to get some, some heat their way. Um, and you know, it's, it's always gross. It's always, it's, it's like the worst kind of shit, but I, I I like to think that our show and and shows like our show, um, are just trying to do what they can to attract, uh, folks who do think about that stuff Mm -hmm. and take that into consideration. Um, because you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to say some shit online, uh, you know, say some really reckless shit and, and not have to deal with the consequences. But it's another thing when, I'm at a I'm at a conference or I'm at a convention and 
I don't get anywhere near the same amount of bullshit said to me in my That's face. Actually, because, you know, pull up, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, you know. Um, I, I, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of just, like, make sure you have control over that and stuff. But, yeah, Cam, I'm curious to get your thoughts as someone, you know, who tends to really stay offline. You yeah. Know, rightfully no, so. Um, you know, I, I got... I, I've leave, like I follow people's examples, right? Like I see what you've been through. I, I see what some mutuals and friends have been through. I'm I'm way less, you know, public facing than you two are. Um, so I, I'm not even gonna pretend I know what that feels like. Uh but just seeing what people go through is like one, I, I just don't have time for that shit, man. Like I got real sh- we all have real shit that we have to worry about. And like fucking meanies on the internet fucking up my day <laughs> is just not something I can uh I can deal with at this time. So like I, I I make a very uh calculated decision of what I put online. Um and what yeah. people like you said, what people have access to. Um I, I try to keep it at that. I know that's, that's harder said than done. I'm not saying that, you know, everybody should do that and that it's easier or anything like that. But uh, that's just cho- that's how I choose to, to live. And it, it's been great, like especially like over the last uh, half of the back end of last year, kind of getting out of the game space. I, I kind of talked about this on the, the first episode uh, coming back is that like just removing myself from the game space and like not seeing so much of that on my timeline has been wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah, I just more power to the power to the people. Cause like, man, it's, it's important that we do take up space and that we do build out these communities. Like I love our show and I love the people that listen to our show and and fuck with us. And, uh, I've made some really cool friends and, and really like-minded people. So as long as we tend to like, you know, carve out those spaces and, 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 you know, keep pushing forward i i think we'll be all right we're, we're always going to be all right you know like oh so yeah. again yeah i'm not i'm no i'm no one's brand whore except for fan bite i'll be your i'll <laughs> be your fan bite let's no, go no. let's do it or flashlight <laughs> yeah, yeah either, either open. Open oh my god spelled like <laughs> l-y-t-e damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the off yeah, oh my yeah. god um so, oh wow, I didn't even think about that. That's that's wild. You said they're just spelling it a different way to tie it into the wow. brand. John, we got to talk God. about this. John, I'm going to hit you <laughs> tomorrow. Um, w- one last quick lightning question. Uh, dull focus from the fanbyte Discord. Uh, and all the other questions we'll, we'll save for next week. But Dull Focus uh, asked, uh, what are you looking forward to in 2021? It can be video games if you must. I'm cool with whatever. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Nice. Uh, that game, like, like I said, 14 means a lot to me. And this, this expansion is going to be... Uh, it's going to be wild. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. My <laughs> in a weird way, my life's going to revolve around it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> very, very special, special game. And I can't wait to see what that is, but also I think personally sorting out my fucking life and, uh, hmm. f- figuring out what to focus on and, uh, protect, protecting my energy. Hell yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cam, what about uh, you? Yeah, so I'm I'm moving to the West Coast. I'm moving to the Bay Area. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, at the end yeah. of the year, so me and me and Mike gonna be going dumb in a few months. Yep. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go throughout the whip and all that. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be stupid. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about the move and and you know, yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped. What about you, P? Hell yeah. 
Uh, I can't wait to see speedy race cars in Austin. Hopefully, oh, if Delta, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we can fucking fucking get Ooh, Delta, get back, y'all. You know if what you, I mean? If you can, try to do it. If you can't, stay yeah. your ass home. Yeah, please, and wash your wash hands. And moisturize because mm-hmm. your hands will get dry as well. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see my first Formula One race in person Ooh. because this is going to become. A, I, I started watching um, the old. They have like the archives races back to like eighty one. I just started watching at eighty one, so I'm watching like I'm catching up, baby. So uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with F F one. What a surprise! Uh, okay, cool. Before we uh, wrap up the show, Michael, yo, thank you so much. Uh, of course, man, for coming on the show. Uh wow, I can't believe it. It's been a yeah, long man. time coming. Um uh-huh. thank you so much for taking some time. Um tell the people uh where they can find you online and keep up with all your good stuff. Yeah, you can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter, uh, where I'm tweeting about cat girls, uh weeb shit, and um drunk tweeting, uh some wild shit too, if you want to see that. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I keep cat girls. Yeah, huh? you know what I'm saying. I, 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 I keep it. Yeah. I keep it very, very real on Twitter. So, um, okay. Yeah, it's a good time out there. At least if uh, if you follow me and work. But also like, um, my work's on Gamespot, and a lot of the homies do good work out there. So uh, peep them if you if you can, and uh, see what we're up to. Nice. Um. Yeah. Go follow. Go follow Michael if you if you don't already. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You, you, Good peoples. Um, Cam, where can the people yeah, find Mike, you? Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, you can catch me on the internet at Cappy Can't Lose, C A P I C A N T L O S E, Instagram, Twitter. Follow me. Don't be a dick. And that's it. <laughs> what about you, P? Uh, you can find me at Polly Mayo. It's P O L I M as in Mario A Y O. Um, yeah and thank you so much for listening this week if you have any questions and or comments please send them over to podcastfanbyte.com we'd love to hear from you you can also you can also send us questions and talk to us in our amazing community on discord find a link to our discord in our show notes as well as to the fanbyte discord so again i want to see some crossover happening i want to see some extended universe happening um please make sure to subscribe we're on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher anchor and spotify we're also on pretty much every podcast catcher out there if you could take a minute to rate and review the show on apple podcast though um where tim apple lives that would really really help us out uh, as always we're uh, at the optional nyc on twitter you can also uh find fanbyte over at fanbyte media uh you can find the rest of the podcast that me and jordan mallory produce over at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or podcastnet.org if you're nasty um thank you to jay for helping me produce this one jay. as always you can find jay over at mama jay on twitter that's m-o-m-m-a-j-a-a-e um yeah go check out our other podcasts they're great um uh, be sure to check out fanbyte streams over at twitch.tv slash fanbyte keep up with our amazing guides news trending pieces and more over at fanbyte.com Whew. until next time everyone peace peace, peace. put some lotion on brush your teeth
Hey everyone, it's John Warren from Fanbyte. The world of games and entertainment can be a lot to try to keep up with, but don't worry, I've got you covered. Join me, the Fanbyte crew, and our friends from around the industry as we break down the week's biggest headlines on Thanks for the Knowledge, our weekly video game news podcast. Plus, get a look at the week ahead so you don't miss upcoming game releases, events, and much more. Thanks for the Knowledge is available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can thank us later. Later.